how do you reach out to them? Because it's not just about reaching out to people. You can reach out, they can answer you, but actually building a relationship with those people is something I see most people uh, really struggle with. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> um, there are two key strategies that uh, I've learned over the past couple of years, and it's really a testament uh, to the people, uh, to what I call, I guess, my mentors. I mean, everyone needs a mentor, no matter how early you are in your journey, no matter how high you are in your journey. You know, some of the best, you know, basketballers, for example, of all time, say Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant, all these people had mentors, you know, even in the, the sporting arena or even outside in business, you know. So for me, that's something I've really taken on board. And uh, number one is uh, really service, you know. So I, I really learned to put, to take my ego aside and say, look, I don't know everything and this is not for me. What we're doing here, bro, is like, this isn't for us. We might say, oh yeah, well, I don't want to help people, that kind of stuff. But ultimately, it's that, it's the reciprocation and how that person who's receiving your content, what happens from that, perp from that moment, you know? That's ultimately that impact, you know? Whether that be online in the digital space or it might be having conversation with people, how can you leave that, that conversation with that person feeling more empowered once they leave you? What can they do more with their life? And so I've taken that, I guess, that principle to serve with building our relationships. And so, as I was saying initially, the power of social media is, is incredible. Um, we don't have essentially a, a full personal brand, you know, my, my brother and myself, and um, we're starting to, but for the past three years actually, We've, we've built up our network, our client base, and just our, our group of friends really in the space um, through online, but through, through messaging, number one, DMs, as, as you did very well, and uh, through calls and through emails, and of course, meeting up in person. So these four ways, away from actually just you know, commenting on people's posts, um, you know, saying, you know, uh, can you shout me out or that kind of stuff. You know, there's very typical things that people do um, when trying to build relationships. And one, one of the core things that I find people do wrong is, is a differentiator. You're either serving someone and you're coming from a place where, you're, where you present yourself on the same level as both producers or you present yourself as a fan, right? Where you're consuming their content, okay? I'm not too sure if you've been to many, say, networking events or conferences, but one of the most uh, significant things that I see, and I've done this in the past, I'm, I'm guilty of this too, there's nothing wrong with it, unless you have the intention to do something else, is that if you see, say, a Tony Robbins, you know, or a Richard Branson um, in the space, right? You see them, you're at a conference and you're like, man, this is my one-time opportunity to meet this person. One of the core things, of course you want to thank them for their work, but I see most people going up to them and saying, oh, you know, I love your work and stuff, can I take a photo? Mm -hmm. You know, it might sound so simple, a photo, but what that does psychologically for the influencer that you're trying to reach out to is that, okay, I'm here to serve this person, they're part of my audience, and with that first impression, they're not going to see you 
as someone who they can collaborate with or they can serve in a way because you've positioned yourself as a person who is just a consumer, you know? And um, that's, that's one of the big things is positioning yourself to serve is one of the ultimate keys to actually building real relationships. And the way we plan this out is um, before you meet anyone, whether it be in person, whether you reach out to them via DM or you're messaging them or emailing them if you have the email, um, is to really do your due diligence and research them. Just like you did with our interview, you said, oh, look, Mark, I want to be prepared for this. I want to really research you before I ask you these types of questions. I really want to get to know you. And when I read things like that, I'm like, wow, you know, I respect this person. You know, Peter and myself, we don't say yes to all our interviews because, of course, Peter, who's a lot more successful in terms of our journey, he, he obviously in the space where he's like, look, I, I have all this time to do with my, with my business and stuff. Mark, you know, where are you at? How can you relate to this guy? Or how can you relate to this, this girl? We can work as a team, you know, because not everything is going to be, you're not going to give up your whole time for everything and everyone, but you want to position the people the right way. And so he was like, Mark, you know what? I, I believe you're the best uh, person for this interview, um, especially with, you know, uh, Lido's audience. Then how about you can do this? You can share my expertise as well. And so a lot of this I've, I've, I've learned from Peter. You know, he talks about positioning so much. Um, he's actually got this academy called the, the Game Changers Academy, which I'm being blessed to really be a part about, uh, part of. And um, positioning is one of those huge keys. Um, and so he's actually my first client, you know, and I, I did my due diligence to research him and be like, hey, Peter, you know what? I can really help get your socials up. Um, these are my skills. You know, if you need to do it for free, do it for free. If you need to get into that space by doing it for free and then eventually charge, then do that, you know? And I was blessed um, that he was able to share his network uh, with us and uh, things just catapulted from there. So the first part is service and the next part is uh, referral. So once you really prove your skill to someone, now you can develop the skill, you don't need the best resources in the world. You know, you said your audience is from, from Israel, you know, my brother and my, myself, our core audience that we want to impact is in the Philippines, you know, mm-hmm. our audiences, they don't necessarily have everything. In fact, what's stopping them, as you mentioned, it's a limiting belief saying, I don't deserve this. Or I'm not good enough. You know, we've been told so many years of our life growing up and being conditioned that, you know what, let's do the traditional thing. It's the normal thing. It's a nine to five or it's, it's this and this and this. Um, or maybe, you know, just be grateful for what you, for what you've had, you know, there's no need to go out there. Why do you want to do that for, you know? And, um, everyone has the opportunity to learn these different skills. We have the access to, to the internet. You can learn so much, man, through YouTube and everything is on YouTube, right? All these different skills you can, Hey. Mm-hmm. I say like the thing is how, how you can because uh, there are some people that's really really tough to get like for example I have uh, Ty Lopez, Grant Cardone on my list I've been following them like for more than a year I've been in even Ty Lopez's house I gave him a book everything so I did what you, you said 
but still it's really hard to get them into interviews. So, uh, so, so what do you do at that point? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So once you have that skill, um, it's important to really, I mean, there's, there's multiple angles you can come with this. I'm coming from a service standpoint. Yours might be an interview, right? If you're coming from a service standpoint is understanding what it, really knowing what your skill is and analyzing their brand and seeing, look, Grant, I can do this for your brand and understanding what is that ROI, if there is, that you guys can agree upon. You know, I can do this for free. It's going to help this do, do this for your business. If it's podcast, for example, it is saying, look, Grant, I'd love to interview you, share your story. I understand that your, your target market is the millennials. My, my audience is, is the millennials, you know? Um, with, with Ty Lopez, uh, we've met Ty as well. And I think it's important because these guys are working at such a high caliber. In a sense, they already have people like us that, in, that are in the network that are asking these questions every single day, you know? But if we approach them from a, a position where someone else knows them, on a more personal level, they've established uh, a, a closer and a stronger relationship over time, then that's another angle to go around it. So developing relationships with people in their circle, right? It might be looking at their profiles and saying, okay, this person's hanging out with, with this person. Okay, what are they about? Okay, it's his, actually, it's his EA, he has an assistant, or it's this other person in his team. How can you develop relationships with them and it doesn't need to be full service. I can do this for you. It's just being a good person. It's being human. You know, I feel like these days people aren't being human enough and relating to people enough. People are just like, okay, I want this from you. I want this from you. And sometimes that can turn off influences. And, and I've experienced that in the past. I've, I've gone about situations wrong where I've done that. Um, one person I really want to highlight who's taught me this um, is a guy named Brett Knutson. And I really recommend you, you interview this guy. Um, he, he's actually the founder of Hive Social and uh, he's really good friends with a lot of celebrities and uh, um, high profile people like uh, billionaires really. And uh, this person like he is, he works really behind the scenes and he develops real relationships. And the one thing he told, told me was like, Mark, um, on top of serving from people, what I feel like people aren't necessarily doing these days is just, just being a good person for these influencers. You think about it, man. Being an entrepreneur is, is a lonely route. You know, we, on social media, we might portray ourselves as like high and mighty. You know, we have everything, materials, and we've acquired all this kind of stuff. We're living the good life, you know. But with this kind of route, especially building a personal brand, it's a very tiring uh, a route to really be pleasing your audience, you know. So these people, a lot of them, they just want to, they just want like a real conversation that's outside work, you know? And uh, Brett actually told me he's, he has a great relationship um, with Steve Wozniak, you know, the co-founder of Apple. And you, you see this guy and you're like, wow, you know, multi, uh, you know, billionaire, um, he has everything. Um, but how did Brett develop this relationship? And he told me, he's like, Mark, you know what? I, I, I developed this relationship with, with Steve Wozniak every time because he wanted someone to talk to. Right, so he met this person in real life, but he's like, "Look, man, he, he understood that he wanted to talk things outside business, you know." So now he has conversations uh, with Steve all the time. That's just about life, 
you know? Mm-hmm. So thinking how, how can you develop these relationships with people? It might not be the influencer, so to speak, straight away. It might be their network. Being a good person with them, developing that relationship, and then saying, oh, you know what? I'm a big fan of Grant. Um, I see that you'll be doing this and stuff. And then they'll be like, oh, what do you do? And you just don't know. Like, I can't exactly speak what the exact situation would be, but it's really just developing a real relationship with people first and being there to serve people, even if that means you referring someone else to help them. Yes. That's one of the biggest things that I've learned is like, take yourself out of the picture. Just be a person who wants to serve them first before yourself. Yeah. Another thing is, uh, I see like uh, in today's world that it's very, very hard to, to build an audience, to build some sort of traffic. Because no matter how good you are or uh, you walk hard, you're grinding and everything. And I know for myself, I have more than 700 videos on my YouTube. I know how to walk, okay? So I, I put, I put, I put, but still uh, when it comes to traffic, it's, it's very, very hard to put stuff up from the, the bottom. So uh, what would you suggest to people that studying uh, their entrepreneur and road? Because you can do a good amount of uh, results in, for example, year and a half, two years. But if you walk out as well, not just walking out, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So for, this is primarily for the people starting out, right? Mm-hmm. Because I really believe, you know, for the people who are starting out, they have such a big advantage over the people who are already established. And some people might take this statement as that's pretty absurd. That doesn't make sense. Now, here's what I mean. This is what I share with, um, you know, a lot of my friends in my network that are just starting out as well, but I see so much potential in them, right? The reason why you have an advantage if you're just starting out and you want to build your audience is the fact that you're more relatable right? If you're following more established people, they're living a lifestyle at their, at their level, a high caliber. And what they're portraying in their life is something that is is such a big gap and you can't really relate to them. You say, Oh man, you know, they've got such great advice. They've got, you know, the private jets, they've got all the money. They have this kind of lifestyle. I can't, I can't do that, you know? And there's nothing wrong with saying that I can't do that right now. You know, most people say, oh, you know, just believe that you can do it too. But the reality is these people who are established right here, because it's taking them years to get to where they are right now, they're not necessarily going to give you those juicy tips that those learning experiences that they went through in the earlier stages. They're only giving you a superficial level of, of tips that they can even remember. You know, so I always say for the people who are starting out is build real relationships with your audience. And I'll give you I'll give you a prime example. So as I said, um, my brother and I, we haven't uh, built a, uh, a personal brand online yet, but we're just starting. Yeah. And I, I'm being really transparent here. We have here 55 followers, right? Escana Brothers, that's us. So we just started. But if you look at our DMs, right? Here. See this? Mm -hmm. All all of that. We are working behind the scenes, building our audience. And what does that say to people, right? We're asking, you know what? 
you're following these people who are similar to us. This is our mission. What can we do to serve you? And now we're getting all this data, all this information. But on top of that, we're replying to them, keeping that engagement and getting the conversation flowing. So what is that doing for us? Although it's slow, there's only 55 followers, which means really nothing these days. We're building genuine, real relationships behind the scenes, spending our time doing that for now, building our, uh, an army of people so that when we start putting out content, we're doing it specifically for them. And yeah. you know what, if you look at the marketplace now, bro, in terms of engagement, there's, there's not that much engagement. It, it just blows my mind. Like you look at really high, high influences and stuff. Well, whatever their strategy is, even if they've got a million followers, whatever, we I mean, look at their engagement. Not everyone has a great engagement with their community. And it just blows my mind. I'm like, what's going on here? You know, if, if even if I was to write on an influencer's page and, and comment on their photo, they might, might, might not even reply to me. So in the real yeah. picture, what does that do to that person who they're serving? They're going to be like, okay, I'll continue to consume his content, but I'm not really going to engage with him anymore. Whereas these people who are starting out, we have an edge because we're building these relationships and now we can also collaborate. I think the collaboration part is the biggest key, especially when you're growing, because you can't do this on your own, right? And one of the, one of the key strategies is to find people, even if it's a group of three, three people or five people who are doing something similar to you. Maybe you have a podcast like yourself. Maybe you want to do like e-commerce, like another person, right? Is build up your community of people who want to do something similar to you. If you want to build up your audience online, like a personal brand, you're saying, hey guys, you know what? We're all about the same thing. We want to impact the same people, the millennials and stuff. They're, they're part of Israel as well. You know what? Let's make something that's bigger than us. It's no, it's no longer just about me, like about Mark. It's about this bigger mission, like impact Israel. Let's, for example, let's make another page. Impact Israel, it features Mark, Lidor, Brett, um, Jeffrey, Fergus, and let's all share our content on there, right? Now everyone is sharing them their, their content saying, Lidor, Lidor, follow Jeffrey, blah, blah, blah. And now people are seeing you guys as this bigger mission, and now you guys are like a group to watch. You know, a lot of people have done this so well, like, um, movements you know movements take more than one person to lead and if you have multiple leaders there you want to be a part of that you know yeah i, I think uh, not just like focusing on you know many people when they start this they, let's be honest they focus on uh, i want to make uh, I, I want to be free but i also want to make money right i want to yeah. make money on my own and uh, this is something that i see like like for me as well it was when when you start and you do and you do and you do and you don't see any rewards, just like the story of the babuk tree, you know the, the yeah. story when you like plant seeds for five years, you bring in water and everything, but nothing pops out yeah, until yeah. the fifth year, and then it's like woof. So I really think patient and not comparing yourself too much to others, because once you do it, it's like it kills you. Because like you say, ah, I'm doing and I'm working like five times harder. And look at this guy, he did it in one year, oh my God. And then you like, it shuts you off. So mm -hmm. how do you, for example, handle with, for example, procrastination or frustration? 
and um, how do you manage to like okay catch yourself up again and like still see because you know you must see progress eventually you can't just like push it yourself and like okay i will just keep doing because keeping doing the same stuff will eventually not give you anything so you got to become smarter and educate yourself exactly yeah as you said you know it's becoming smart in education i think ultimately it's our mentality it's understanding that this is a process. Um, I think people these days, especially us, you know, millennials, we're in the instant gratification era right now. We want the things here and now. And it doesn't help with social media, with the, with the power of the phones and technology. You know, you can even order food online now. You just want it delivered to you. You know, we want things here and now. And in a way, it's, it's really not, not our fault growing up because of our external parts or external, like the, the, the development of the world that's happening to us. But as you said, it's really becoming to an understanding of that process. Once you're aware that these things do take time, right? If you look at any of these success stories, all of these people went through hardship, you know? That hardship they went through from A to B, they would have gone downhill, like quite a lot, whatever that looked like for them. But for us, because we're so part of this instant gratification kind of lifestyle and thinking that, you know, the here and now, you know, YOLO and all that kind of stuff, as soon as something bad happens to us, you know, we think it's the end of the world. You know, a great example is like, oh, wireless is down. Oh, man, you know, my life is over. How do we feel about that? You know, we can't live in the moment. It's crazy. And I feel like with our generation in itself, we haven't been conditioned for example, like our parents, our parents, you know, post-World War II, they had to survive. A lot of these yeah. people, you might have people in your family who, you know, were a part of the war. You know, they've gone through actual hardship, real hardship. The, the, the frustrating thing is today that we see is, and, and I'm guilty of this too, our hardship today is, oh crap, the wireless doesn't work. Or I have text on my posts. That's what people cry today. They look at their posts, they're like, I just have 10 followers, what will I do? I have only 10 subscribes. So it's like, exactly. God, come on, perspective people. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. And, and people are looking for that uh, that validation. You know, you talk about you know, comparing people to their journey and stuff. I, like I said, I'm guilty of this stuff too, but I'm very aware now and I'm working on that. That's the most important thing is being vulnerable and understanding that, hey, you, you know, you have things to work on. Sometimes I sub subconsciously catch myself being like, oh man, they're so much further than me. But then I realize I'm like, just with like Mark and Lidor, even if we're similar, we can help each other. We understand that we're different. You know, we're no longer competing. Let's get over this whole competing mentality, but we're collaborating. We understand, Lidor, your, your audience is in Israel. How can I help? You know, your audience in Israel, my audience is in the Philippines. I want to help these people there. You know, we're really, we're like uh, culturally um, mission oriented. You know, we want to help our people because that's what's relevant to us. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like starting out, we have such an edge because people really see you for, for your story and who you are and your real intentions about building yourself up. And I think it's really important that we, throughout our journey, we see, we acknowledge that difference and we help that person who's going through some a similar path as ourselves and uh yeah i think that's it's really a mentality just to really really you know understand that like you said the bamboo tree that these things do take time you know that yeah. all these things are part of it 
And um, it's, it's really just to be grateful for these, these learning lessons because um, ultimately it's going to build up your character. You know, you can't lose that. It's only going to get yeah, stronger. That's, that's the thing. Yes, man, you, you, you just nailed it because it's not what you get, it's who you become. And uh, like you can, like, for example, build a business after five years, everything can shut off, right? Exactly. You can lose everything. So all the material, all the outside can go away, but nobody can take what's inside, what yeah. you learned over these five years, right? So, exactly. for example, I, I look at a, a guy like Ed Milet, right, that I interview. So this person started for around like one year and a half ago with social media, okay? He's brand new, but he has so much social skills. He has so much business skills. He has uh, so much work ethic that in one year he built like almost a million, okay, a million followers. So I think it's like the person that we become is what's the most important thing. Yeah, for sure. And uh, a big, a big uh, lesson that I've learned recently as well. I mean, you follow Gary Vaynerchuk as well. This guy, you know, successful. You know, um, he's built VaynerMedia, multi-millionaire. Um, but look at the way he presents himself. This guy is so human, and he shows everything. But most importantly, he's always talking about how he's the underdog. He's sharing his narrative. You know, he's he was a minority. He's from Belarus, and because his mission is bigger than himself, people are always looking at him that even though he's a man of success, he's also a man of someone who's actually like trying to persevere and trying to go through his own journey. Like he's trying to get somewhere, mm-hmm. you know? And I people- think that, yes, being real, authentic, that's the most important thing. Being you and not just like try to be or somebody you're not, you know, putting all this vest, all these jackets, all this. Uh, if you like it, okay, do it. But yeah. be yourself. That's Gary Vee, for, yeah. for example. So he doesn't need all this crap, right? He, yeah. he looks with these apps and everything. And that's the beauty about him. So being ourselves, not try to be somebody we're not, I think it, the biggest thing. I used to always like, I, like Tony Robbins or uh, like other people. So when we stop to actually mock other people and start to be ourselves, then everything can change. The whole game change, change. Yeah, for sure. And I think for these for these people playing at such a high level, like you look at the Ed Milats and that kind of stuff, you, you think to yourself, how did he do that? You know? And I think it's a matter of, even if you're playing at that level, even if you're just starting out, it's setting your vision. It has to be bigger than yourself. And the mission needs to be about other people. You know? Once you're here with a mentality to really serve people and to really impact people like yourself, then it becomes your purpose. So even if you get complacent in yourself, your purpose always stands. That's never going to, that's never going to fade. You know, it's not, for example, I want to impact 1 million people and then stop at that millionth person. You're only going to create a bigger vision and mission for yourself and just never stopping. You know, our time here on this earth is so limited that I believe like people are just staying so small in the mentality. And it's important for us to really understand that, look, not all these people were, were brought up the right, the right way. It's just education, traditional education. So how can we help these people change the mentality to realize that, look, you do deserve this, but you, do, you only deserve what the work that you put into this. Make sure that this is bigger than yourself and ensure that you're, you're surrounding yourself with people who think the same way. You know, education, it needs to be switched 
especially with all the condition that we've had been, you know, growing up. So listening to people like Ed Marlettes and all these people that you've interviewed, it's important to, for example, to consume all your content because these are people who live in the life that you want to live. Yes. Last question I have for you is what would be your legacy? You would like to live long after you won't be here. Uh, for sure. So this, this kind of question that I, I've really been uh, reflecting on for myself and everyone's different, you know, everyone's got their own, own legacy and all that kind of stuff. My, my personal journey, right? Initially starting off this entrepreneurial journey, I was like, you know, I want to make a huge legacy. I want to impact, you know, millions of people, which I still do. Right. But I, I've grown from that in the sense that I don't want to be essentially just known, you know, I, I don't want to make this about myself. You know, I, I actually have a more internal um, kind of uh, a purpose in terms of my own legacy. And I, I'm still trying to articulate this for myself because I'm in the process. So I don't have a full answer for you. But for me, it's more so, as I said, this life is so limited, man. And I feel like there's such a need to be more than just a positive person in this world. I feel like people are, are suffering, um, whether it's shown or it's not shown, you know, but no matter what you do in your life, no matter how many people you serve, there's always going to be that inner consciousness, right? And it's thinking to yourself, you know, have I been a good person, not just for other people, but how well have I treated myself? You know, I, I believe God has given us this, this being, this, this life, this real blessing that through every thought that I have, through every word that I say, through every action that I take, am I truly doing his will, you know, for my life? As, as much world ambition as I have that I want to achieve, have I prepared myself enough to say, you know, meet God, you know, and uh, everyone has their own different beliefs. But for me, I'm really working on my relationship uh, with God um, so that he can work through my life and really serve people. And uh, yeah, I think by the end of my life, I just want to really be prepared and say, you know what, God, I, I maximize my life. Everything that you gave me, I gave my all. You know, and I'm doing this to glorify you. And, uh, you know, if you asked me that question a year ago or three years ago, that'd be difficult for me to say. But this is just where I am right now. A lot of people may have that kind of faith. Some people don't. And you're going to be judged for that. But I, I personally, that's, that's my narrative. You know, this is what I'm about. And uh, I just want to share God's word with people and just really empower people to, to really become their best selves. So that's, that's, um, that's my legacy that I would, you know, want to live. That's really awesome, man. And like, uh, it, it's like so many of us get caught up in our heads, right? And uh, we, like you said, many people suffer. It's an inside suffering because we always this. Uh, we compare ourselves to other people, and it's habits that we have with our emotions. But at the end of the day, I think we all will have to get into a realization that uh, love is not something we seek. It's coming from within. Once we give it to ourselves then we actually can share with others, we can love others, because you can't love others unless you start loving yourself. And uh, once you do it to yourself, it becomes much, much easier, because you know who you are, you know what you made for, and nothing will ever stop, right? So, 
I really want to thank you very much for your time being on the show. I, I'm sure a lot of people uh, will learn a lot from uh, this interview. And uh, of course, where can we find you? So if people want to see more stuff of yours. For sure. So like I said, uh, my brother and I, in terms of our content creation agency, uh, really, really, really building our personal brand. So like I said, we're just starting out. Um, we're on Instagram, Escano Brothers. So E-S-C-A-N-O Brothers. And uh, you can find us on there. Or if you want to reach out to me personally, um, you can find me at Marcado, M-A-R-K-A-D-O, Escano, E-S-C-A-N-O. I'm on social media. Just DM me, hit me up, say, you know, say what's up. If you want to talk about something, I'm more than happy to help. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate it a lot. Thank you, Lido. I appreciate your time as well. And all the best with your podcast. You're doing great things. If you enjoyed this interview or any other one from the Mind Body Podcast, feel free to subscribe to my podcast at iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and at my YouTube channel. Also, feel free to share this podcast on Instagram by tagging the Mind Body Podcast. Do you want to be a part of the Mind Body Podcast? So remember the FAST Factor. The FAST Factor stands for 1. Facebook. Become a part of the Mind Body Podcast community by joining our Facebook community just by searching on Facebook the Mind Body Podcast community. Number 2. Act. Don't just be a passive listener. Act upon what you've just learned by applying one simple thing from any episode or interview. 3. Subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or if you're visual like me, then just search the Mind Body Podcast on YouTube. And number 4. Train others. Because just like I always say, leaders create leaders and you're all here to grow together and by training others you're training yourself so this is the fast factor remember it facebook act subscribe and train others oh and please feel free to leave a review which will engage all your vac senses and the vac senses stands for visual auditory and kinesthetic which when you use all the three combined, you remember stuff much better. For more information about my coaching, public speaking, and taking your mind and body to all new levels, check my site at lidodayan.com. Till then, never, ever forget to smile. See you soon.